2: Welcome back, my friends. Hour number two here on At Your Service on KMOX Monday night. Greg Damon sitting in here tonight in the big chair. I got to tell you, folks, it's been a while since uh, since I've been back here in the studio, and it feels great. It's, uh, it's definitely a lot of fun. Love to uh, do this. I'm uh, happy to have this opportunity to uh, to speak to everybody out there in KMOX land. Again, we're going to take your phone calls. We're going all the way till 11 o'clock tonight, and we're going to take your phone calls. Here's the number, 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Those are the phone numbers. Now, this hour, we're going to kind of uh, change things up a little bit. You know, here on At Your Service, we uh, we talk about all sorts of different uh, different topics and things like that. So uh, a good friend of mine Uh, Guy Danhoff, he's assistant professor of health and sports sciences at Missouri Baptist University. He has been kind enough to uh, join us here on the program, actually sitting in studio with us. Uh, The reason I wanted to have Guy down is because uh, he, (laughs) well, I'll get into the story a little bit, but uh, he teaches some classes on social media and, and really Think about it, how much social media affects our lives today, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, uh, you know, whatever it is. I mean, all these social media sites, and think about, uh, you know, sometimes it's pretty fun, have a lot of fun with it, but, man, sometimes it can be really bad, especially for businesses and things like that. And uh, Guy's been kind enough to uh, come in the studio and hang out with us. Guy, thanks for coming down today.
3: Absolutely, Greg. This is awesome. I'm so excited to be here and talk all things social media
2: well, thanks. I appreciate that. Head had to lower the computer so I can see you. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: you know, really, I wanted to kind of get into
2: about social media. Well, go ahead and uh, let's talk about uh, not only that, but you have uh, written a book on social media. So let's go ahead and uh, we'll plug your book and talk about your book real quick.
3: All right. Yeah. The new book's going to come out actually next Wednesday on the 18th. So I'm really excited about that. And it's a book titled Zagging, Building Advocacy Through Digital and Social Media. And Greg, to your point, the book actually has a couple appendices and directly related to what you just brought up, which is cyberbullying as well as mental health, social media, mental health. There's a lot of research going on in that area. And I got to tell you, it's a great concern. Uh, I knew it was a concern for me. I do I appear on some podcasts in the health and fitness and physical education world. And I got to tell you, the first time I was ever asked how I deal with it, it became you know very personal to me. Which is why I wanted to make sure that I included in the book. Now I've got some friends that have gone through some things as well, and I got to tell you, as I've been researching this, just to give you a little a little uh, snippet from the book itself. Uh, it says this: that while there are many positive associations in using social media, the increased prevalence appears responsible for aggravating mental health problems in young people's lives, and that's according to some studies. Researchers starting to reveal how specific social media experiences may influences the mental health of youth.
2: Oh, absolutely. That's a that's 100% true. You think, you know, here's the big deal. You know, I I'm old guy, you know that. I'm I'm an old I'm old. Let's face it. If I had uh, you know, if I had an issue with somebody, we go out in the out in the yard, we fight it out and boom, we're best friends the next day. Uh, today, that's not like it. When you do something on social media, whether it's cyberbullying as you brought up, man, you hit that send button, boom, you know, m- thousands Millions of people see that right away.
3: Well, and what makes it worse is you have a digital footprint that does not get erased. And that's where you get into these things like stalking. Here's a couple of statistics on cyberbullying. 90% of teens in the U.S. believe cyber harassment is a problem. 90%. Wow. Okay. Now, my daughter might be listening, and and I hope she can forgive me for saying this, but a few years ago, my daughter, she's 15 now. I can't remember if she was 14 or 13. But she had a situation where she actually uh, took herself off social media for 30 days because it was just getting to her. And that's when all of a sudden, that's when I want to get more involved and become an advocate for this because it's a real issue. I don't care what age you are, uh, especially when you're looking at the young people. You know, my daughter's now 15. Here's another one. Here's another thing that's just riveting. Students are almost twice as likely to attempt suicide if they've been cyberbullied. Wow. (laughs) Wow. 59% 59% of US teenagers have experienced bullying or harassment online. And then this this one this one again I'm a, I'm a dad of a 15-year-old this one just nerves me. 35% of girls aged 15 to 17 say they have received unwanted explicit images. That's then, that's crazy. And then when you look at what's the most ty- uh, common type of cyberbullying and that is messages sent to an adolescent victim is about their dating partners. That is how people are getting to these people. And I got to tell you something, as far as I'm concerned and as far as the associations that I work with, we are going to put an end to this and we're going to do our hardest to advocate for this because our young people need it. Uh, You have to,
2: you have to, you know, I, 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 I'm lucky. I've got, I've got two boys. So you know, I don't. I, I've never had to experience the uh, daughter. I, I got to think if you're a, a young teenage girl today, it is really tough with uh, the you know the image that you're supposed to portray and the things you're supposed to do and the friends you're supposed to have and
3: things like that. I, I, I got to think it's really really difficult. Well, well, it is. And here's something else that's pretty interesting. This came from the National Crime Prevention Council. The question that parents ask all the time: What's the best prevention? How can you prevent cyberbullying? Well, here's one way to do it. It says that blocking someone online or on those apps is the best way to do that at the tune of 71%. That's what teens are saying. That's what they find to be very effective. And also, um, you look at Twitter. Twitter is now, since the election, has put in some, some uh, provisions in place that now you can report people – if they're being abusive using the Twitter tool. Obviously, a lot of that came from the election time, but that's still going on still today. So I just want to make sure everyone who's listening to realize there are some steps that you can take, whether you're an adult or you're a parent or even a kid. And that's why, again, I'm glad to be here tonight with you, Greg. Well,
2: I'm going to play devil's advocate here for you real quick. Uh, You talk about blocking a person, but that still doesn't stop that person to talk to other people about you or, you know, complain about you, say things about you that's not right, and then maybe you're inundated with it the next day. I mean, I, I don't know, I'm not I, I you know, it's a it's a fine line right there.
3: Well, I agree with you and what the CDC would say, this is interesting too, is they say you need to take a family approach. Literally, if this is happening to you as a kid, tell your parents so you can talk about a family plan how everyone can be involved, including doing some of what we call social listening and looking for things that may occur or that may be occurring from other um, sites as well. So there are some things that the family can do together that would actually really help that process as we try to minimize cyberbullying. But you make a good point.
2: So uh, we got a break here in just a second, but you also do some stuff
3: for the CDC through this. Is that correct? I actually do. Yeah, I work for Missouri Healthy Schools, and uh, we were created through an 1801 supplemental grant. And our purpose is real simple. It's because of COVID-19 and we provide resources for schools, support for schools. In my case, I'm our digital media, uh, so um, digital media manager. And so I do a lot of um, interviews with school officials, uh, with principals. We even do um, recently, we put out some videos, advocacy videos, you know, on location from schools. Uh, We just had a couple that we just did. You were talking about, I think the last hour about immunizations. And in the immunizations, we did a a featured story that the CDC is going to repurpose next week, and they're going to put that out to try to encourage more schools to get vaccinated.
2: All right. Fantastic. Guy, got to take a quick break. I know you're hanging with us here. Folks, you're listening to At Your Service here on KMOX. It's a Monday night. We're having some fun. Not only that, we invite you to join us. You want to talk about social media? 314-436-7900, one 925 We're visiting with Guy Danhoff. He is an assistant professor with health sports sciences over at MOBAP. Stick around.
4: Selling a little or a lot. to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
1: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?
2: Back, my friends to an at-your-service show here on Kmox. Beautiful Monday night here in the heart of Mid American St. Louis. We're having some fun. My name is Greg Damon, and we're talking with Guy Danhoff. He is an assistant professor over at Missouri Baptist University for Health and Sports Sciences. And we are talking about social media and really about how that influences everybody. And I'm going to say everybody, and I don't care who you are, young, old, anything else, it influences everybody. Every aspect of your life. Not only that, if you're a business, you've got to really be up on social media as well. We're going to get into all that with our good friend Guy Danoff. Guy, uh, thanks again for coming down and hanging out with us here on KMOX.
3: Absolutely, it's, this is a lot of fun for a Monday night.
2: Yeah, I, what? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> now you got me off work. You know, I you, you got me there. I didn't know how to respond. Anyway, I, I so I want to ask you. Uh, you know, really, the big reason that uh, that I had John. You, you know, I'm I'm a huge football guy. You know that. Uh, my younger son plays football. Um, I know you played football in college, so yep. you 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 know we were at a we were at a party and you were talking about uh, the social media thing. So Missouri Baptist has a football team, and you went ahead and made a post about that they were signing you up. And you put your old college picture on there, and you were gonna. I'll just let you go ahead and talk tell the story.
3: Yeah, I got to tell you something. So that week, we were teaching in my uh, sport marketing class as well as my uh, social media class. We were talking about fake news, and you know it's kind of hard to fool young people, really. Sometimes, right? Because uh, it's just it just is when it comes to social media. So my uh, athletic director was in on was in on it as well as our. Um, Uh, Sport information director. So what they did is they took a photo from me back in the day with my Bon Jovi 80s hair. If you go to my Facebook page, you probably could find it. But (laughs) anyway. We all had that. Yeah, exactly. So with his long hair, they put it into National Signing Day. as like I was signed, and I was like 50 years old at the time. And because it was put out by MBU Athletics, our main feed for athletic signings, my class believed that I was coming back at the age of 50. We made up a story that somehow, because I played N, um, excuse me, um, NCAA Division One at Western Illinois, that because it's the NAI, we had some like technicality that I could come back for <laughs> one more year. And my whole class was buying into this. I mean, it was so funny, and I do it every year, and I got to tell you, Greg, I'm not making this up. I mean, again, you believe what you see. So when you see.
2: Well, I mean, it wasn't just your class. I mean, you had the football well, team. Yes,
3: yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So then, the, then then, from my class, as you can imagine, they're all texting each other and they're all like, hey, did you know that uh, Professor Danoff, like he's going to be like playing on the team next year? Did you know that? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play, but I- I'm not going to do two-a-days. I've worked it out with the coaches, <laughs> and everyone gets to have, like, you know, the quarterbacks have the green jersey. I get a special red jersey. That means you can't, not only can you not hit me, but you can't even talk trash to me, you know. And I, it was just so much fun. But, it, you know, the great thing about it, Greg, is that I'm blessed to be at a school that embraces, you know, creative communication and doing things like that to obviously let our young people know, look out for fake news. And I got to tell you, I have to, if Brad Seigen's listening, (laughs) Brad, I got to tell you, this one of the best things you've ever done. Thank you for doing that. He was our SID at the time that let us do that.
2: So, but the point that I'm trying to make is, I mean, there are people that bought this hook, hook, line and sinker, Yep. you know, all through, all through social media, not, not
3: anything else. Uh, absolutely. That's exactly what happened. So,
2: you know, that's one of the, one of the issues about social media, as I said, you know, it, it it connects to everybody in instant. As soon as you hit that send button, it connects to everybody in instant. And then you have to sort through it to find out if it's fake or not.
3: You Well, absolutely you do. And and that's, and that's why it's so hard sometimes when you use social media, it's still one of the, you know, drawbacks to using it is trying to decipher what is real, what's not. And all I can tell you is that that's why, you know, one of the big stats that I wrote about. One of the big stats I wrote about in the book is that ninety-three percent of people don't trust don't trust brands anymore. It's coming from the Kinsey report from last year. They did a decade study. Mm-hmm. But they do trust ninety three percent of the time they trust people they know. That's why influencers are really important to businesses. Right. Also to sport teams, and that's what they want to trust. They want to trust people they know. Right.
2: Exactly. Uh, You want to take some phone calls? We got uh, our phone lines are blowing up, which I love. So let's go right to the phones. And how about we talk to, uh, let's talk to Lori. Hey, Lori, guess what? You're up next here on At Your Service on KMOX.
5: Are you speaking about Laura or Lori?
2: I got Lori on here. So if it's Laura, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
5: That's fine. Um, Actually, I worked with Guy Danhoff. So a lot of the work that he's done um, we did together, and uh, it was such a great team effort, and I just appreciate all of the uh, wisdom and expertise he's brought as a social media strategist to it because, um, you know, we really learned a lot through the research, and we were able to reach when all the schools closed. We were able to reach our parents and our students and our administrators, um, you know, With and and we even got an applaud from the governor for being able to connect with our families during such a uh, crucial time of loss of connection through education. So, um, you know, the social media efforts have really helped us to move forward and connect. And again, just like Kai said, uh, really trusting and social listening to uh, the people and giving them what they need and trying to be purposeful on what we're trying to give them um, based on their needs. So um, I've learned quite a bit with through this effort, and I continue to learn.
2: Well, Laura, thanks so much for the phone call. We appreciate it. Uh, let's move on, try to sneak a couple in here before we have to go to break. Let's, uh, let's see here. Let's talk to Sean. Hey, Sean, you're up next here at your service.
0: Yeah. Hey, what's up, Greg? Thanks for having me on. And guy, you know with Sean this is, man. It's always great to hear from you and just how you really spin social media for the average person to really digest and understand. Um, quick question I do have and I go back to the earlier part of the conversation you all had, you know, we're fathers and guy, you have a fifteen year old, I have a fifteen year old. And, you know, kids now are they're they're influencers are now on social media and, you know, God, we're educators. So what, as teachers, as educators, what's our role <laughs> in teaching them this technology that they're growing up with that we didn't necessarily grow up with?
3: Well, I think it always starts with, you know, education, honestly. I mean, I think that's why we have classes. I, I'll just speak for our school and our program at Missouri sure. Baptist University, you know, our division chair, uh, and, and this comes all the way up through, you know, our even to our president, they want us to be progressive. And I gotta tell you, the fact that we were getting into social media a lot earlier than some of the curriculums gave us, I thought, an edge that we could be, you know, educating, you know, our students so that you gotta remember, well, I'm teaching college students, they're going out to be professionals. So, Sean, to your point, it's really important that we absolutely not just train them up, but also gives them the hands on experiences and also teach them how to look for things like in the analytics and sometimes through the social listening tools that are out there. So, yeah, I totally agree with you, Sean. That is a responsibility for us as educators, but it's also great when you can see them when they're doing the internship experiences and then moving on to their careers.
2: Sean, thanks for the uh, phone call. Uh, Folks, we got to take a break, but I want to say Max, John, Brian, Brian, Alonzo, Anna, you guys hang on because we're going to get back to it here right after the break. Guy Danhoff from Missouri Baptist University hanging out with us. We are talking social media here. On KMOX at your service, you want to join us, love to have you. 314-436-7900, 1-800-925-1120.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds?
2: Welcome back, everyone. KMOX at your service here on a Monday night, hanging out, having some fun. My name is Greg Damon, and you normally do the auto show on Saturdays, but I tell you what, I got to, I got to come in here more on uh, Monday nights. Man, the music here is amazing, better than, uh, better than the stuff I play. So thanks to our producer Matt hooking us up there, appreciate that. And uh, we're having some fun here. We're talking with Guy Danhoff. He is. An assistant professor over at Missouri Baptist University for health and sports sciences. More importantly, he has uh, written a book uh, called "Zagging." Right? All right. See, I, I I wrote even didn't even write that down. See, I remember that. And uh, that's coming out next week. Guy, to go ahead and tell us again, where can uh, where can we get this book?
3: Sure, it's actually really simple. For those of you who know who have ever heard me speak, uh, you know I'm really big on search engine optimization. So check this out. All you need to do is go to. Uh, your browser and type in Zagging Space Social Space Media. And you'll see on that search engine, it will pop up number one. And right now, what you can do is click on it and click the link that says, I want information, and you will get a link when the book's available. It's scheduled for the release next Wednesday, but that's how you can get more information on the book. There's some really cool things uh, you can read about the features. And also we have, Greg, this is kind of new for a book. We're also going to have a companion with it. We actually have our own YouTube channel that nice. will also be launched next week as well.
2: Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Folks, we're talking social media here, the good and the bad of social media. Again, you want to join us, 314-436-7900, 925 1120 Back to the phones we go. Let's talk to John. Hi, John, you're up next here at your service on X. California,
5: Pennsylvania. Yes. Go ahead. I'm calling from California, Pennsylvania, right near California University. And I have a diploma in practical nursing. And I think a lot of this has to do with self-esteem. Like, I want to tear you apart to make me look better. Or, and people with glass houses shouldn't throw stones when you're on a computer. And I'm gay, so I've been tortured all my life. Put my name in a computer package and see what you get. All
2: right. Thanks, John. appreciate the phone call. And, uh, you know, I do agree with some of what he's saying. I mean, you know, we kind of touched on this cyberbullying, and, and, I mean, it really goes far.
3: It absolutely goes far. Again, that's why we have to keep educating, educating, educating as many people as we can about it.
2: Absolutely. Let's move on. Let's talk to Brian. Uh, Brian, you're up next. Brian Jones, you're up next on KMOX. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Guy Danhoff, you know who this is. Hey, what, is it? what is this, The Guy Danhoff show now? Wait a minute. <laughs> no, so guy,
0: guy, guy and I go back, I don't know, almost 12 years now, but uh, I'll, I'll keep this short and sweet. Guy, you know I'm getting old now. I was one of your students. Now I, I have an 8-year-old son who's, uh, you know,
2: who wants to start getting into social media a little bit and You know, you know, what is your thoughts on kind of how we should go about, uh, you know, kind of raising him and and kind of preparing him for kind of the social media uh, reality? And then kind of a second part to that question, you know, how do you see And I can't believe I'm saying this, but like elementary school is kind of um, uh, equipping and and utilizing social media to kind of uh,
0: get these kids ready for their um, for adulthood.
3: You know, Brian, that is a fantastic question. And that is part of the work that I actually do with Missouri Healthy Schools, as well as MoShape, which is the Missouri Society for Health and Physical Education, as well as on a national level, Uncovering Stories for Shape America, which is our national group. And uh, we actually are bringing the cameras into schools. We just recently did this um, at the um, Parkway South Middle School. And we were talking to their principal and their assistant pr- principal about that very topic. And, again, just trying to educate those school leaders on more of what to do. Also looking at the recommendations of the CDC as well as some of the other uh, state as well as national agencies. So, Brian, it's a complex question, um, but obviously it's not something that you can just hide, right? So it, it's, a, it's all in the matter of how you want to you know, bring it through the curriculum even or maybe an after-school program. But there are some things that certainly you're going to see more and more things get streamlined as a result because I can feel for you, man. I can remember when Gia was eight years old and I can only imagine what you're feeling right now. Yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy
2: guy. I mean, uh, he brought up some great uh, great points there. But what do you do? I mean, what do you do for your kids? You know, you want to let them have freedom, but yet you still want to be in control. What do you do for your kids? I mean, you got to protect your kids. I mean, look at, you know, they've got their phone, they've got you know, uh, uh, computers that, you know, they're on uh, Xbox, PlayStation that, you know, that are, that's all connected to the internet. What do you do as a parent?
3: Well, I can tell you this. I'll just tell you what we do at our house. It might be the safest way to say that is I know that my wife is on all the accounts that Gia has. Um, I'm not on all her accounts. I'm on just a few, but I mean, we're, it's constant monitoring, but we also talk to her, you know, and sometimes sure. so she'll show us what she's doing. You know, like I'll never forget the first time, I saw her TikTok account, and I have to give her a lot of credit. She's really good at it, but, you know, it's just one of those things where we're constantly also monitoring as well, but that's why you have to have a conversation, you know, with your kids about it, of what you're trying to achieve with the goal. And she also has Snapchat. My wife has a account for Snapchat for that as well. So that is a starting point at least, right, is that at least you have some visibility to that.
2: So, you know, as I, as I kind of talked about a little bit about uh, protecting that, you know, you want your kids to have the freedom, but I mean, there's, there's got to be something you've got to be able to check that. I mean, there's a lot of bad people out there. Let's, let's face it. You know, I, I think a lot of parents out there should be more involved with their kids. I think that they need to be more involved with their kids. I I'm with my kids every day. I love my kids. I love being around them. Um, you know, but I want them to have their private time, too. Do you feel that, that a lot of parents really are, are
3: disconnected from their kids? I'll say it this way, and I don't like generalizations, but since how you ask. I think this is the best <laughs> way to look at it, really. I mean, here's the thing. I think if there's disconnection, it's because parents don't understand the social media itself. Sure. It's the same thing that I see in, in business, even advocacy groups. There's just a lot of people that are, you know, have high positions that don't understand social media, don't Absolutely. understand the tool, which is why obviously was one reason why I wrote the book, other than advocacy reasons just to advocate for like cyberbullying as well as mental health. Obviously teaching advocacy groups how to leverage it and how to use it in effective and powerful ways so they can do a lot of good here in the world and also serving kids as as one of those objectives.
2: Let's go ahead and sneak a couple more phone calls in. Let's talk to Max. Hey, Max, you're up next here at your service on KMOX.
3: Hey,
5: Max
0: Williams calling in from Weldon Spring, Missouri. You know, I feel like there's so much bad rap about social media and stuff. You know, Mr. Danhoff, could you talk about a little bit of the positives about social media and how that relates to your book?
3: Yeah, you know what? One one of the things, Max, first of all, thanks for calling in. But Wait a minute. Isn't that the Snow Miser? That is actually <laughs> the Snow Miser. That's what I thought. Okay. I know. Well, here's, no, here's a great example. So, Max, I'm going to give you something because I know that you're on the uh theater team you know at at your high school so i've seen you perform many times uh call it the genie or whatever but i'll give a simple example here's something really positive like i think it's really awesome when you have like theater production and you can give like teasers and sneak peeks of your performances upcoming when you're maybe doing your you know your run through days your tech days and you can give us little snippets um, I also think it's great, like, for example, at your school, the social media that, that is run at your school, at your high school, they do a great job with athletics, with all the extracurricular things and getting all that messaging out to the parents. So i say very informed with what's going on in real time. And that's a good reason why you want to use that. So um, as, as far as the answer to answer your question, uh, one other great thing is, that, just to be honest with you, I think it's also good for, um, you know, sharing just your life experiences. I, I, I'll tell you what, this summer has been the best uh, because a lot of people have been traveling and I really have been checking out people's photos and things that they've done and some of the crazy things and videos they've posted, but it's been great. And why? Because people are living life again, right? And that's the great thing that social media, here, here I'm going to put it this way. It really does build relationships. It does build community and it does bring us closer together if it's used in the right way.
2: Absolutely. You know, it's funny because uh, I'm on social media and I'm with a lot of uh, my high school friends, believe it or not, from, well, it's been a long time. Uh, But, you know, we we keep in touch through that. And I mean, it's great because you're able to see people's lives and you're able to see their kids. You know, they may be on the other side of the country, from but you're able to still stay in touch and see how their lives have turned out. So I think that's the great part of social media.
3: Well, it is. Let me just give you one last story. You know, uh, you know, uh, my daughter recently sang a church, you know, in, in the big church. Right. And I happened to to film her uh, in the run through so that we could post it and people could see her. Well, you know, I hadn't heard her sing in a, in a year and a half like that. And then the next thing you know, I'm, I'm getting my phone blown up from people like, wow, your daughter sounds really amazing. And she's just sounds really mature. I mean, she's aged so much, for, you know, just in the last couple of years, but it's really cool when you have that where people, you know, are from other States and they can't come into our church, for example, in Maryland Heights, but then they can see her perform. I just think it's cool for Absolutely. all kids and all parents and all families to be able to do that.
2: No, no doubt about it. Let's go back uh, to the phones. Let's talk to Brian. Brian, you're up next on at your service on KMOX.
0: Hello, Greg. Hello guys. Thanks for taking me, taking my call. Love the show. Um, kind of point out and touch base here. Um, I'm a chef, so I was wondering how I could use social media to help advocate uh, sustainable food sources along with uh, attracting young adults to hone their craft in the wonderful world of hospitality.
3: That's a great question, Brian. That is a great question. I can tell you this. This guy makes some of the best food on the planet. I can literally say that literally. Uh, No, Brian, to answer your question, you know, one of the things that we did in Missouri Healthy Schools during the pandemic a year ago, basically we started this in, in March, and we ran for sixteen weeks. This was endorsed by the governor himself. Um, is we did a program called Tasty Tuesday uh, with our with our state um, nutritionist, and it was just a great way to you know educate people on the quality of the ingredients, showing how it's made, how it's prepared. I actually was a guest on the show like three times, uh, and just playing the role of dad. Right, the average the average person trying to learn how to do this. But Brian, to your point. Social media gives a really good way, a vehicle of sharing and educating people on all the cool things that you can do organically, uh, the way meals are prepared. I know that you've educated me a lot back in the day, you know, with the things that you were doing back then, but even now with the tools and the platforms, especially like if I would say this for you, I would be definitely on Instagram because if you're going to be, you know, trying to reach college students and younger, that'd be a great place to go. And even getting some of them to share some of those, um, dishes with and letting them give their reaction to it.
2: Brian, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate that. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. So at uh, the auto shop that I that I work at, uh, we do a lot of uh, videos, and I, I call it, it's a little segment I do called Tales from the Auto Shop, and it's about uh, kind of the weird, wacky stuff that we see and just kind of educate folks on, hey, this is – Kind of the stuff that we see every day, why cars are broke and and things like that. So I I think it's a great platform for
3: that. Yeah, absolutely. Great question, Brian. All right. Thanks so much.
2: We're going to take a quick break. Guy Danhoff from Missouri Baptist University hanging out with us here on At Your Service on KMOX. Stick around. More to come. Welcome back, my friends. KMOX, At Your Service on a Monday night. We're visiting with assistant Professor from Health and Sports Sciences over at Missouri Baptist University. Guy Danhoff also wrote a book called Zagging About Social Media. We're talking a little social media. Back to the phones we go. Let's talk to Matt. Hi, Matt. You're up next on At Your Service.
3: Hey, how's it going, guys? Awesome. Hey, so this is my question for you, Guy. Um, As an educator, um, over this past year and a half, as we've had to adapt the way we teach our kids how we communicate with our kids um, what you call a zag Um, and how do you see that continuing to adapt and zag as we move into the future and taking the some of the things that you do with Missouri Healthy Schools and expanding that to other places all over the country to be able to do the amazing things and the outreach um, that you all are doing there you know, Matt, it's actually somewhat of a simpler question now. I mean, I just came back from K-Shape, Move Thrive 2021. It's the first live convention we had in over 505 days. And when we're collaborating together all under one roof and we can get educators in the room uh, with also some people who know like social media a little deeper, uh, it, cr- it creates a great exchange of information. And it works out really well in terms of like I learned so much Matt, from people like you and the demands you have, or like a Drew Burris in our state in Missouri, who's a great educator, creating content online, who had to do content online. Why? Because you weren't having classes face to face. You were only having online and you had to get creative with creating this content. And it's inspired me to figure out then how you can use these tools to the best of your ability so you can get as much reach and also connect with your students.
2: Thanks for the phone call, uh, Matt. Let's move on and talk to Alonzo. Hi, Alonzo. You're up next on At Your Service here on KMOX.
3: Hey, Greg. Thanks
5: for taking my call. Uh, Guy, I just want you to uh, kind of talk about the On the Move segment that we've been working on, as well as the power of the two-minute video. Can you kind of speak to that?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Alonzo's is actually, I said this, uh, he and I do videos together called On the Move specifically. You can actually go to our Twitter handles. Uh, at Missouri Healthy Schools or Shape America. And you can just put in the hashtag on the move and you can see it. And so Alonzo, the the impact that it's having is we're creating deeper relationships, but the videos are being made in such a way where we're combining that getting the, um, the administrators on camera and advocating for health, advocating for SCL, social emotional learning, advocating for physical education, uh, advocating for the WISC model, which is the whole school, whole child, whole community. And what that's allowing, why we're also showing what, phys- what kids are actually doing in the classrooms as well, we're showing that whole picture. So we'll, when we make these videos, it really is uh, pretty attention-grabbing because there are only two minutes. And, Greg, let me just share this with you. A year ago in 2020, the average watch time on a video was 11 minutes and 22 seconds. Today, wow. it's two minutes. And seven seconds. That's why Alonzo and I make these advocacy videos, uh, right at two minutes.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great thing, Alonzo, Thanks for the uh, thanks for the call. Uh, real quick, guy, we only got a couple minutes here. Uh, you know, one of the things that that uh, that really concerns me as you know a business when you know if when when I have something wrong, I go back to the business and say, hey, you know, my burger's not made right. This is something, something, something. But today, people will say, oh, thanks a lot. Hey, it's great. And then they go home and they next thing you know, they blow you up on social media.
3: Well, that is part of the gig today. I mean, that's why customer service is at a premium. And I just wanted to share something with everyone that uh, one of the trends that's pretty amazing. And that is this, the speaking to your point, And that is going to be that user-generated content will continue to be very popular heading into 2022. Another big one is going to be Looking at um, live streaming will become more and more popular. Mm-hmm. And to your point, video content will dominate. But last but not least, you're talking about looking at that customer service. Here it is. You're going to see an increase in the use of social media specifically for customer service. And why? Because it's instant feedback. Right. And actually, I think in some ways, again, I'm basing this on the research, okay? <laughs> okay, so it's not my opinion. It's based on the scholars that I've you know, read about and the research that I've looked at, and here here it is, it actually helps the consumer. It protects the consumer by having that in place, using using social media for customer service reasons.
2: I, I agree with you 100% on that. Uh, real quick, Guy, we only got uh, less than a minute here. Uh, for folks that want more information about soda, social media, we got to do this again sometime. It's been so much fun. For folks with more information, where can they go?
3: Okay, the easiest way is just find me at Twitter, at Guy. G-U-Y, Danhoff, D-A-N-H-O-F-F. Just send me a a message. It's really easy to get a hold of me that way. And as far as the book goes, The Zagging, Building Advocacy Through Digital and Social Media, you can search that right now in your search bar. You type in zagging space social space media. It shows up number one in search, okay? And Greg, I just want to say thank you for having me on the show tonight right here in st louis
2: thanks so much guy appreciate you uh hanging out with us that's for sure hey folks we're going all the way till 11 o'clock see you on the other side of the news
1: (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too